I'll just share a few things from my heart. Uh, it's not like I'm so structured tonight. Uh, you remember Pastor Davis speaking to us on Sunday about the spirit of fear. And uh, just want to take some time to get our minds off all that is going on around and put our hearts and minds on Jesus. Amen. We put our hearts and minds on our Lord and Savior because with him all things are what? Possible. All things are possible. Let me read for you. Uh, there's a book, if you are able to get it. I don't know whether they still print them, but this is called uh, Healing by Smith Wigglesworth. The first time I came to this church, I was listening to Pastor Benny Hinn. You all know Pastor Benny Hinn? Yes. Okay. And, and, and he was sharing. This was, not, this was a, a few of his teaching uh, meetings. Normally he just ministers to people. And he said there are three books that believers ought to have. One of them is this book, Healing by Smith Wigglesworth. He said he reads it all the time. Then there's a book called Christ the Hearer by a man called F.F. Bosworth. Christ the Hearer, F.F. Bosworth. Another book called Healing the Sick by T.L. Osborne. I was surprised. All those books used to be at the, the, our books and tips table. <laughs> when he said that, I passed by there and, and I was surprised. All those books were there. Now, most of them have been sold. But they are, they are classics. They are old books. Um, but it's amazing how this man had encountered Jesus as a healer. And their stories are amazing. So let me read a portion of this, uh, a testimony here by uh, Smith Wigglesworth. In fact, I, I have had, this is my second copy or that copy. I would cherish this book so much that if I was going somewhere, traveling, whether locally or anywhere else, and my wife was not sure whether I have left or not. Maybe we spoke, she went, then I, you know, she wasn't sure whether I came back to the house and left. She would look for this book. If she found it, she knew I have not yet gone. <laughs> because if I was going, I would always take a copy of it with me. And it's gotten lost, I go buy another one. You know, it's just, it really blesses me. So listen to this. All things are possible through the name of Jesus. And he gives reference Matthew 19.26. God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. That's a quote from Philippians 2, 9 to 10. So then he says, there is power to overcome everything in the world through the name of Jesus. I am looking forward to a wonderful union through the name of Jesus. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That is Acts 4.12. So he says, I want to instill in you the power, the virtue, and the glory of that name. Six people went into the house of a sick man to pray for him. He was a leader in the Episcopal, this is the Anglican church, the Episcopal church, and he lay in his bed utterly helpless. He had read a little track about healing and had heard about people praying for the sick. So he sent for these friends who he thought could pray the prayer of faith. According to James 5, 15. He was anointed according to James 5.14, but because he had no immediate manifestation of healing, he wept bitterly. The six people walked out of the room, somewhat crestfallen, to see the man lying there in an unchanged condition. <laughs> have you ever experienced that? You, know, you pray for somebody and they, nothing seems to have changed. <laughs> but these people did not give up. When they were outside, one of the six said, one of the six said, 
There's one thing we could have done. I wish you would all go back with me and try it. They all went back and got together in a group. This brother said, let us whisper the name of Jesus. At first, when they whispered this worthy name, nothing seemed to happen. But as they continued to whisper, Jesus, 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 the power began to fall. As they saw that God was beginning to work, their faith and joy increased, and they whispered the name louder and louder. As they did so, the man rose from his bed and dressed himself. The secret was just this. Those six people had gotten, listen to this, had gotten their eyes off the sick man and were taken up with the Lord Jesus himself. Amen? That was the secret. Their faith grasped the power in his name or if Oh, if people would only appreciate the power in this name, there's no telling what would happen. I know that through his name and through the power of his name, we have access to God. The very face of Jesus fills the whole place with glory. All over the world, there are people magnifying that name. And oh, what a joy it is for me to utter it. Amen. The name of Jesus is not to be used when somebody steps on you and says, Jesus! No. That was not, that, there's no power in that. The name, when I say Matthew, what do I mean? I, I'm not talking about just his name. I'm talking about him. You understand? If I say Esther, you don't think about a name. You think about who? Esther, the person. If I say Charles, you think about who? The person. That's, that's, that's when you say Jesus, you ought to have in your mind his presence. When you say, I'm calling on the name of Jesus, I am having a connection with who he is. And that is everything he is, is in his name. When we say Martin, is everything Martin, good or bad? It's, isn't it? That, that's, that's, that's how much... You see, we have gotten used to these names being used so much, we don't actually figure out what do they really mean? The name of Jesus. Amen? See, if we disconnect ourselves from our daily activity with what we are doing... You see, I should be thinking about Jesus all the time, everywhere I go. Not just when I come to church. Guys from our home. You know, I should be thinking about Jesus from morning till evening. See, let, let me say, uh, your son is Daniel. Okay. Do you ever sit the boy down and tell him, I'm your father? Call me Martin. Say, Martin is my father. <laughs> say, I'm a son of Martin. Do you do, you, do, you do that with the, with, yeah. do you do that with your boy? Nobody can sit with you. Your father cannot sit with you and say, you, from today, you have to start confessing all the time. Don't, ever, don't forget to confess, I'm your father. <laughs> Why don't we do that? Because since the guy woke up, Daniel, you are you, the father, you are there, isn't it? You're communicating all the time. There will never be a need for you to sit him down and say, I am your father. Now repeat, I'm your father ten times. Because I'm mingling with him all the time, isn't it? So he knows you and you know him as your son. But somehow we are disconnected. We say we are children of God, but kind of we have to be reminded, confess you are a child of God. Why? Because most of the time you are just disconnected. It wasn't supposed to be for special moments that we call God our Father. It's all the time. Amen. Let me, let me continue reading this. You, you see, most of these men, they had such a, a sweet relationship with Jesus 
they, they were living in an environment where they knew Jesus is here. Listen to this. One day I went up onto a mountain to pray. I had a wonderful day. It was one of the mountains of Wales. I had heard of one man going up onto this mountain to pray. And the spirit of the Lord meeting him so wonderfully that his face shone like that of an angel. When he returned, uh, everyone in the village was talking about it. Have you ever gone to Gong Hill? You know, people go to Karura, they go to Gong Hills, they go to pray, right? But sometimes they go and come back the same way. But you ought to go, when you go to prayer, you come back different, amen? Your face shining. That's what happened to Moses when he went up the mountain. When he came down, people knew this man has met God, you know? So he says, two years before this time, there had come to our house two lads from Wales. They were just ordinary lads, but they became very zealous for God. They came to our missions and saw some of the works of God. They said to me, we will not be surprised if the Lord brings you down to Wales to raise our Lazarus. They explained that the leader of their church was a man who had spent his days working in a tin mine and his nights preaching. And the result was that he had collapsed and contracted tuberculosis. For four years, he had been a helpless invalid, having to be fed with a spoon. When I was up on that mountaintop, I was reminded of the transfiguration in Matthew 17, 1 to 8. And I felt that the Lord's only purpose in taking us into the glory was to prepare for us for greater usefulness in the valley. As I was on the mountaintop that day, the Lord said to me, I want you to go and raise Lazarus. I told the brother who had accompanied me about this, and when we got down to the valley, I wrote a postcard. Guys, there were no SMSs that time, there was nothing. You wrote a postcard. I went to the post office and said it, okay? <laughs> I told the brother, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, where was I? Okay, I wrote a postcard. It read, when I was up on the mountain praying today, God told me that I was to go and raise Lazarus. I addressed the postcard to the man whose name had been given to me by the two lads. When we arrived at the place, we went to the man to whom I had addressed this, the postcard. He looked at me and asked, did you send this? Yes, I replied. He said, do you think we believe in this? Here, take it. And he threw it at me. The man called a servant and said, take this man and show him Lazarus. Then he said to me, the moment you see him, you'll be ready to go home. Nothing will keep you here. Everything he said was true from the natural standpoint. The man was helpless. He was nothing but a mass of bones with skin stretched over them. There was no life to be seen. Everything in him spoke of decay, death. The man was dying. I said to him, will you shout? You remember that at Jericho the people shouted while the walls were still up? God has a similar victory for you if you will only believe. But I could not get him to believe. Listen to this. There was not an atom of faith there. He had made up his mind not to have anything. It is, this is, I love this. It is a blessed thing to learn that God's word can never fail. Never listen to human plans. God can work mightily when you persist in believing him in spite of discouragement from the human standpoint. When I got back to the man to whom I had sent the postcard, he asked, are you ready to go now? I replied, I am not moved by what I see. I am moved only by what I believe. I know this, no man looks at the circumstances if he believes. You need to write that down. No man looks at circumstances if he believes. The thing to know you are not believing is when you are only telling me about the circumstances around you instead of what the word says. Hmm? No man, listen, another sentence here, no man relies on his feelings if he believes. 
The man who believes God has his request answered. That's it. The, the proof that you believed is that we have the results. Right? So every man who comes into the Pentecostal condition can laugh at all things and believe God. Listen what he says. There's something in the Pentecostal work, this charismatic work, this kind of ministry at Victory Faith Church that is different from anything else in the world. Somehow, in Pentecost, you know that God is a reality. Hallelujah. Wherever the Holy Spirit has right of way, the gifts of the Spirit will manifest. So he continues to say this. There were difficult conditions in that Welsh village, and it seemed impossible to get the people to believe. Did it go home? I was asked. But a man and a woman were there, so he, he asked some people to join him in prayer. And then, uh, let me say, uh, th let me say, okay, the thing is that I won't read all of this, but what happened is the following day, they met again, formed a circle around this man's bed, and just called on the name of Jesus. The power of God fell. The man rose up, dressed himself, and walked out. Hallelujah. What am I saying? We are living in a situation where you continue hearing news about sickness, disease, death. But men of God have been dealing with these things throughout all these years. Amen? This, this, there's nothing so strange about the current circumstances. Men have been dealing with this over and over. Men of God, through his word, through the name of Jesus, which, as I said, is the person of Jesus himself. Amen? And so, I just want us to encourage us that we should be very careful. Pastor Davis mentioned this. We should be very careful where our mind is on. Our eyes. What are we talking about? I went to a pharmacy this afternoon. And I asked the pharmacist. Uh, I understand there are some, uh, some uh, supplements I can buy. Vitamins and all that. He said, where have you been? You have not been taking them. <laughs> well, I wish I hadn't. Really, God and that guy, a lot of unbelief. Just talking, talking, talking. So much fear, you know. And, and I'm, I'm not saying it's bad to go for these things. But I'm saying, I don't want to put my hope in that. I am willing to do what I need to do. But I'm telling you, I need to keep my mind on who? Jesus. Amen. Let's go to, this is a scripture I shared with Pastor Davis this morning. John, 1 John 5. 1 John 5. Listen to this, and, and you'll see how closely it relates to even what I shared from the book by Wigglesworth there. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandment. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Verse 4. Listen. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? So why, 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 why defeat? Is that, is that from the Bible? Is that true? I mean, we, we look at it and say, this is... So it says what? Whatever, whoever is born of God overcomes what? The world. What is the world? The world is everything that... It's wrong in this system. You know, COVID-19, uh, poor grades in school, whatever is of the world, whatever is oppressing you, 
Whatever is not what you desire and you know is the will of God for you is of the world. And so the Bible says what? You are what? You are, you are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. But you see, you can read it and you're thinking, but I'm not overcoming much. <laughs> so we, 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 why is that? It's because we have information coming at us that tells us we are not overcomers. And that is the information we have to, to shut out and set our eyes on what the word of God says. And say, this is what I believe. Amen? So if you go on reading this, it says, let me read, uh, so it says here, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. That's verse 5. Now, if you go to verse 9, it says, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. What is he saying here? Okay, let me finish reading this, verse 10. He who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. This life of God, if you have Jesus, this life of God is in you. And this life, can you imagine Jesus dying of COVID-19? No, why? The life of God was what? Was in him. And he says, if you have the son, you have what? This life. This life. And then it says, let's, now if you go back to verse, is it verse 6? Oh, no, no, not verse, that's too far. Verse 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. What is he talking about? You go and they poke your nose and, and take out something there. Esther has been poked. <laughs> you had Pastor David sing. You know, I think, was it here you were saying when you went there, the technician told him, don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> so after tears came rolling down his face, after he wiped himself out, he came out. They asked him, how is it? Said, it's okay. <laughs> they went in there, came back saying, why did you not tell us? Because even to get the sample itself, it's a lot of pain. And then they say, these are your results. What is that? That's the witness of man. That's the witness of man. And you're not saying it's wrong. What you are saying is the witness of God is greater. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's, that's what, you know, we are not denying medical science here. What we are saying is that we have a what? A bigger witness who says what? He himself, go to Matthew. Just let's quickly go to Matthew. I love this scripture. Matthew 17. Matthew 17. <clears throat> Uh, no, not Matthew 17. Sorry, forgive me for that. Matthew 8, 17. Are you there? Matthew 8, 17. Yeah, it says here, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself, look at that. He himself, who is that? Jesus. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That's a greater witness. This is the witness of God about his son. And he says, I have given you witness about who my son is. He is there. They go back to, uh, to John, um, to 1 John 5, verse, that verse 12. 1 John 5, 12. 
He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Let's go back to verse uh, 11, I think. This is it. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this light, this light, this light, say this light. This life, Zoe, this life of God, this nature of God, this life that defeats COVID, that defeats everything that we can ever think of, is in his son. And if you have the son, you have what? God. If you go back to where we started, if you have the son, Jesus is our answer to everything. He is the son, he is the life, he is everything God. And God has given him to us. You now understand why the name of Jesus is so powerful. Because when I say Jesus, I'm talking about this life. This life that is God breathed. That is a world overcomer that God has given us. Amen. And so, see, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life in his, is in his Son. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, oh my goodness. If only we can begin to understand what this means. You are a superman. Amen. You are a God man. But you got to what? You got to meditate on that because they have told you, you know, we walk around saying, I'm just human. To human is to, to human is to, I'm just human. You are more than human. You have the life of God. You have what? Eternal life. If a bacteria gets beaten, bites that life, it's the bacteria that is supposed to die, not you. If a virus touches that life, the virus is supposed to do what? To die. That, that's, that's the life that God has given us. And this life is in, is in his son. And we have received the son. Amen. Are you connecting the dots here? <laughs> Go back to verse 5 of this. Verse 4 and 5. I think it's important to look up. Because I think it's, even if I don't go to any other scripture, this is so important. Verse 5. Verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Why? Because whatever is born of God has the life of God. What do cats give birth to? Kittens. Kittens are as cat as a cat can be. What do they receive? Cutness. Isn't it? What do dogs get from their mother? Dogginess, whatever it is. Whatever makes a dog a dog is what the and all dogs get what? Dog, all lions, it doesn't matter what kind of a lion you are, you got to get what? Lioniness in it. So if you have been born of God, then you are a world overcomer because the life of God is what you want. It's what you received. It's what I received. And when I'm aware of that, then I can take that life. That life is in me now. Now I can go to somebody else and pray over them. And my life, the life, this life of God in me, will also start overriding what was wrong with them. Amen. You understand? Because, because my faith in this life ought to go and affect. When I go, I pray for my mom, my dad, my brother, my uncle, my friend, whoever. A stranger I find. I am I'm not the one going to get infected. 
They are the ones who are supposed to be infected with the life of God. And get changed. Now, I'm not talking about being careless here. You understand? I'm talking about us using what? Our faith. And knowing we are carriers of what? The life of God in us. So, it says, okay, let's now go to verse 5. It says, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. The person who believes Jesus is the Son of God has that life working in them. The moment I believe and I confess this, that life is working in me. Amen. All I need to do is keep my heart and my mind on who I am. Amen. It's on who I am. It has got nothing to do with my natural parents. It's got nothing to do with whether I'm in high school or in 844 or it got nothing to do with anything. It only has to do with what? I am a lion in the U.S. Has, is no more lion than a lion in Masai Mara in Kenya. Lions are not trying to go to the U.S., are they? No. A lion is a lion, whatever it is, isn't it? Have you found lions trying to get visas to go to the U.S. to escape? Why? Because it doesn't matter where the lion goes. It's a what? It's a lion. It's a lion. A lion is a lion. Anywhere it is, it's going to be a lion. That's what, that's what it got from its heritage. Is, is it bad to go to the U.S.? Or no, no, no. But the nature that we have received of God is this nature that helps us to overcome. Hallelujah. Now, if you go to, as we wind up here, if you go to Acts, let's go to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Yeah, there it says, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Yeah, that's gone. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave him his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, I do have, I give you. Look at that. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Amen. Let's go on. And he took him by the light, right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Did how much drama was involved there? Did they bring a, a paper bag and say, Where people talk here? They just said what? In the name of what? Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Why? They knew who Jesus is. They knew Jesus had said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That wherever they went, Jesus was with them. Where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there. So at that gate, he was there. And so they could speak in his name and get what? Results. Get results. So what do we need to do? Take time. Meditating. Thinking, singing, in worship about Jesus. And until, until we are so full of revelation of who he is and what he has given us, that we can throw like Peter and John anywhere. And we expect what? A miracle. Do you, many people, do you know many people pray? Not expecting anything. In fact, if they see something, they get shocked. 
I'm telling you that that's it. You know, you know, is it there's a I won't go there, but is it in Acts 11 where they were praying for Peter to be released, and when he came, they said he is, it is his ghost. The man is still in prison. <laughs> what was the problem? Expectation. Here are two things you, you say to God. Lord, show me what to do. I will do it, and I expect a miracle. Write that down. You've got to be committed to this. Lord, show me what to do. If God, you show me how to pray, I will pray, and I will expect a miracle. Expecting a miracle. I want us to take some time to pray here. We'll sing again about the wonderful name of Jesus. If, if there's a song, Martin, you have about exhorting Jesus, that would really help us. But I want us to take some time and just pray. Pray over our leaders in Victory Faith Church. Pray over the congregation. Pray for ourselves. That this COVID thing is being destroyed, has been destroyed but by the life of God that is in us and working in us. Amen. We can't afford to be fearful anymore. We can't, we can't afford to just hide ourselves and hope nothing happens. You know, many people are walking around hoping nothing will happen. When they hear somebody go, achoo, you dash. Say, what? Nimeponea chupu chupu. Uliskia, hata ya alipata COVID. Hii, datulikuwa na yeye. Kini kitu kaniambia we ya udoka hapo. That is, that's not the life of victory. That's not the life of faith. That's a life of fear. God has not called us to live like that. He's called us to know we have what. This one time I had, uh, I had some results I needed to pick from a hospital. And it was bad. I mean, probably just as crazy as this stuff about COVID. And I remember... I had to spend time, just spending time thinking about Jesus all the time. It was serious. I mean, it was so serious. I, I spent about a week, just even when I got to work, I had set my alarm. I told somebody like that, they laughed. I said, I had set my alarm every one hour. I just reminded myself, Jesus is Lord. I plead the blood. Jesus is Lord. I, I had my phone every one hour ringing. I would leave the office and go to the toilet and spend just five minutes just meditating on how great God is. That he himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. And by his stripes I'm healed. After about a week, I went to visit the, doc the doctor. So he wrote for me uh, the, the, the requisition to go to the lab and get the test done. I went to that lab. I gave them my blood sample and left. Went back to the office. And the devil told me, it's done. That's it now. You know, nothing has been happening. You haven't been feeling any different. You've just been confessing these things, hoping and wishing you are healed. But now the sample is taken. You may as well quit praying. <laughs> I remember I was under so much pressure after three days, I needed to go back and pick those results. And you know, the devil, I mean, you hear the devil more loudly than you hear God. <laughs> Somehow. And I'm thinking, the devil is saying, if these results, and you know how they are, it's not like you're guessing, what are you going to do now? And I'm, I'm, I'm shutting that down. I remember doing something. I, I'm not saying this is what to do. That's why I'm saying you ask God what to do as an act of your faith. I went to a bookshop and bought a card, like the success cards. I, I bought a thank you card. Wrote it to the doctor who had sent me for those results. And I wrote there to the doctor, Dr. So-and-so, thank you so much for defining me for the lab tests. I just wanted to let you know I have picked my results and there's no problem. Have I picked the results? No. 
No. As I'm taking that card to the doctor, I'm telling you, it's almost like you can hear the devil in person saying, this is really foolish. You are going to come back and pick this card. <laughs> You'll come back here and say, I'm a fungo your card. Give it back to me. <laughs> I had heard Bishop Oendepo say, God has a pen. And that since God wrote the Ten Commandments, he can even write your results. <laughs> if, if it became necessary, God, even if they did the rub test and they were like this, when you are going there, God can open that envelope, write whatever he wants, write, seal it, and you go pick the right results. I walked to that lab, give them my name, they gave me the envelope. I opened it. Oh my goodness. There was a, an, it's, it's an, an Asian lady who was serving at that counter. I almost grabbed her and hugged her. <laughs> ah, I was like, devil, look, you are such a liar. I mean, I was so excited. I was so excited. I'm telling you, it was a terrible situation. God, the God we serve, is a God with whom nothing is impossible. But you're going to have to believe him, walk as he directs you, and expect supernatural results. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. So, as I said, we are going to take some time and just pray for, for our leaders. I want you to give your heart to God. He is your God. He is your Father. Really. And so, uh, you know, we give you tips and all that. But, you know, the way Daniel approaches his dad is not the way your son is Christian. There's no Christian approaches Charles. It's not the way I approach my dad. It's not that way. There's a personal relationship that you have with your God. If only you can take some time and just think about his goodness, his love, his awesomeness. And then we call on that name of Jesus. And as we call on that name of Jesus, we expect healing upon every member of this church. Amen? We expect good reports for every member of this church. We expect our leaders, Pastor Davis, Ms. Tina, Pastor Kara, Routable leaders, your leaders in whatever area you are serving, we are free of sickness and disease. Amen? We expect this nation, because of our prayers, to be delivered from COVID-19. Amen. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands and just start worshiping. Martin, if you are struggling with any kind of physical weakness, any kind of problem. Let's all lift our hands and just say Jesus. 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 Call him by yourself, just call him. Jesus. 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 How powerful. How wonderful. How glorious you are, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus heals right now. Jesus heals Jesus answers your prayer. Prayers. Thank you. Joshua.
want you to pray what is in your heart. Just pray. And let's just supply our faith as it appropriate the healing power yes. that is in the name of Jesus. Yes. We appropriate the victory. Mm. We appropriate the power, yes. the grace of God yes. that, is in, that is vested in the name of Jesus. Yes. And we receive the healing of God yes. upon our lives right now yes. in the name of okay. Jesus Christ. We decree from the crown of our heads yes. to the soles of our feet yes. that we are healed. Yes. We receive the health of God yes. upon every aspect of our being yes. in the precious name of Jesus. We decree upon every cell, upon every tissue, yes. upon every organ in our being, yes. upon every system in our bodies, yes. our nervous system, yes. our respiratory system, yes. our digestive system, yes. from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet, yes. we decree the healing of God yes. in the name of oh, Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you for our leaders this evening. Yes. We thank you for Pastor Carla. Yes. We thank you for Pastor Davis. Yes. We thank you for Miss Tina. Yes. We thank you for Elder Ruth. Yes. We thank you for Elder Francis. Thank you. We Lord. thank you for the deacons. Yes. And all the leaders of the church. Yes. We decree your health and life upon them. Yes. In the name of okay. Jesus Christ. Yes. You bore our sicknesses in your body. Yes. Lord. And by your stripes we receive healing this evening yes. in the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. You have said in your word in Revelation 1.5 and of Jesus Christ who is a faithful witness yes. and the prince of the kings of the earth and the first begotten of the dead. Yes. You have loved us and washed us from our sins in your blood. Yes. We appropriate this healing yes. in the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. We take our healing Yes. In the name of the Lord. Yes. And you have also said in your word in Hebrews 4.16 that we should come boldly to the throne of grace yes. that we may obtain mercy and yes. find grace to help us in time of need. Yes. We receive mercy. Yes. We receive mercy. Yes. We receive mercy this evening. Yes. We receive grace. Yes. We receive grace. Yes. We receive grace yes. in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you and we give you praise way in advance. Yes. Because we believe it is done. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name, I do, do pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Joshua. Let me, let's, I want to pray Psalms 23 over us. Alright? So let's just receive this prayer. The Lord is our shepherd in Victory Faith Church. We shall not want. He makes us dry down in green pastures. He provides everything we need in this church, in our personal lives, for our families. He leads us besides the still waters. We declare quietness and peace in our lives in the name of Jesus. He restores our souls. He leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, though we walk 
through the valley of the shadow of death. Though we walk through COVID-19, though we walk through the current environment, we will fear no evil. Lord, you are with us. You are Lord, your rod and your staff, they comfort us. Your word comforts us. The name of Jesus is our comfort. The blood of Jesus is our comfort. You prepare a table for us for us in the presence of our enemies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You prepare for us in the midst of the current challenges. You have prepared good things for us. You are a good God. And you have a good table for us in this time and in this season. In this year 2021 is our year of supernatural increase. Is a year of abundant overflow. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Our cup runs over. We don't come short in any good thing. Surely, Lord, goodness and mercy, they follow us all the days of our lives. And we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We give you praise, Lord, glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I give you that Psalms 23. Pray over it. Go through it at a personal level, family level, even for the church. Amen. I love this. It says what? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? Fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. He has given me his name. He has given me his blood. He has given me his very nature. I'm a child of the living God. Amen.